Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Fort Mac. Welcome to the YMM Podcast. I'm Totsky. Uh, no Tito again this week. Uh, he missed out on the food bank challenge last week, which was a shame. He wanted to be there, and he wanted to be here tonight. But, uh, of course, life happens. But uh, I got some great people at the Dining Room Table Studios tonight, and we got a great show. So who is joining me uh, around some beers tonight? Pinchy's back once again. It's been forever, sir. It has been. So, I've been uh, uh, you, you texted me up and said, let's do a show, and you had a specific agenda, and I just loved yeah, it. Yeah, and so. uh, it just kind of worked out uh, uh, with, uh, with what's going on right now with the, the topic of the show and talking with uh, uh, the other uh, guest here this evening. That's, it just, that's it here she is. Hello, I'm, uh, I'm AD, and... Uh, that's it. <laughs> I don't know. That's I don't all know. you guys need to know. No one needs to know anything else. That's right. But by the end of this show, you will know her inside and out. The Pinchy, I think this is your show today, buddy. I think you had this one. This is a great topic. And like I said, there's a few stories that I'm going to chime in. But I want you to set the stage. Today. Sure. Well, it's a topic that uh, directly affects uh, not only Fort McMurray, but all of northern Alberta, uh, Edmonton, and even the, the rest of the province. Uh, it's the closure of the Edmonton City Center Airport. Yes. Uh, it's a topic to Tonight. And it's been a, a, a it's interesting because it's been do I say a hot topic lately? Because here's oh, let me tell you my story uh, uh, before we get into the background and, and I've never told Pinchy this one because we've worked together for a few years now. Yeah. Um, as people may or may not know, I'm an EMT by trade, and back when I was uh, in school, I went to school in Lacklebish. Fucking incredible! I recommend it to everyone. It was mm-hmm. an amazing time mm-hmm. in my life. Um, they have Alberta Central, I believe. Central yes. Airways, yeah. uh, flies out of there at that time. I think they fly out of here now. Um, so they would take kids from the school and I know they always started uh, out of the program and they would always say that oh we only take the kids with the highest marks first and I was just like well shit that'll never be me right like I love to do a medevac because I've never been on one I've never done it I would love to check it out mm-hmm. so I'm like I'll never get that chance so that was always uh, the level of that it was so they'd have a couple calls they'd take like the smart kid the the, the great teacher's pets we call them mm-hmm. and they would go on the run except for one day like it was in the middle of the course I was literally just about to get into my car and the teacher that was also on call for the medevac pulled up and she's just like Todd do you want to go on a medevac I got a call right now do you want to join I was like, sure. So I just were driving over to the to the strip. She's like, you you got high marks, right? You were you were always smarter. And I'm just like, sure. <laughs> no, never even close, right? I was always right in the middle, right where I always choose to be. And um, so we actually went from Lacklebish to Wainwright, 
picked up a patient at Wainwright mm-hmm. and then flew to Edmonton City Center. Uh, amazing experience. Got to learn a lot of skills from the paramedics that I never knew before. I got to learn some of the, the medevac stuff. And we landed. That was my first time ever inside the city center. Like, I've been in uh, – I've lived in Alberta now since 1991. And I've always was at the city center. Like, I knew what it was. Uh, me and my dad used to go watch – I think there was a military base there at one point. I know Herc's flew in and out. We always used to go watching it. Nemeo. Uh, Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's the Mayo, but there was always... Her- there, uh, for some reason, I remember watching there is, Herx at there, the city center. There was a her- um, uh, First Air has oh, so maybe they were just flying in and out quite often in the city center. So, uh, like, I, I knew what it was. I was never on the inside of it, right? Mm-hmm. And Because mm-hmm. I do remember distinctly but when it was a passenger service, like when it was an actual... I don't know who flew in and out of there. I'm sure you can let us know. Mm-hmm. But I remember distinctly, like passenger drop-off like it was a big airport right mm-hmm. so i got there this is 05 that i got there in the medevac so we transferred our patient um to the u of a and i think we were going back we didn't have taken him back so we went back and we actually had a couple minutes to look around a little bit keep in mind this is 05 and i remember looking around and i'm like this place is pretty incredible mm-hmm. and i remember the paramedic and the two pilots were just like yeah but it's not going to be here much longer so we're talking 05 here. Uh, yeah. And, this was, and it was already mentioned at that point that this airport was being closed down. Oh, that's exactly so it. So take us now seven years. Yeah, math is horrible. Seven years later, it's still there, but it's, it's still there. Uh, it's not even close to the capacity it used to be because back, uh, it was the original airport for. Uh, for Edmonton. So this was before the international even opened. This, up. this is during the war. Oh, shit. Yeah. It uh, was part of the British Commonwealth Air Training Plan back in World War II because all the airstrips over in uh, in London were being bombed consistently. So they brought a lot of British uh, pilots and Canadian pilots and American pilots, uh, Australian, New Zealand pilots to Canada to train them, uh, the airmen, uh, pilots, navigators, bombers, gunners, everybody. They brought them over here, and that was one of the uh, one of the uh, first spots. First spots that they did, oh, shit. and that was the airport for Edmonton for the longest time up until the international. Uh, was built and Nemeo was built later for the for the military base. So just to set the the page, like uh, anyone can just obviously go on Google Google Maps, just type in City Center, Edmonton City Center Airport. You'll see it's quite literally the city center of Edmonton. It is, yeah, uh, yeah. For anyone that doesn't know Edmonton, because I'm sure we got tons of listeners in like Uganda, yeah. <laughs> the uh, and so like this is, this airport is directly in the city center, and what Edmonton or what Pinchy's talking about is the Edmonton International is a quite substantial ways. Outside of Edmonton. It is always the issue. It is a, if I can get this right, it's a 27-kilometer drive from downtown to the International Airport versus versus a three-kilometer drive. I don't think even think it's three. Yeah, no, it's two and Royal Alex, no, right no. there. Two to three. <laughs> yeah, two to three from like the core. Minutes. Like it's still like yeah. it's bordering on the edge of the uh, the actual downtown core of well, Edmonton. Well, I know one of the theories behind it was uh, I think Edmonton or the city planners at the time, whenever the I don't know when the international was constructed, but their goal was to expand the city south. That was what the point yeah, of it was, and, and and that's what they're they're still doing. But it's, uh, it's gonna say, the, the, that airport's been around a while. And yeah, we're near five. No, City it's not. And uh, a lot of the development just ended up in the north, in the west, in the southwest, 
Uh, and so that was the point behind it. Yeah, that was the point behind it for the international go there. But uh, back in like the seventies, eighties, uh, it was Time Air, RBC, uh, all the uh, Canadian regional operators. Uh, anything that's basically now, if you'd fly on Air Canada Jazz, like the RJs and the and the Dash Eights, those they used to take, all the company that Air they Canada used to swallow. Take, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they uh, they used to take seven thirty sevens in and out of there. All the time, because that uh, that Pacific Western seven thirty seven that's at the museum there in Edmonton, that was one of the airlines that operated out of there. So is it you, a big strip, like well, it was two of them. Wasn't it, was, it? it was there's there was originally three runways. Oh shit! They took two of them and expanded them. Uh, so from full use, I think it's close to six thousand feet. Oh shit! That you can use, which is enough. Yeah, it's enough to get a, a reasonably sized. Uh, passenger jet in and out of a lot of the oil sands strips are 6,000. Absolutely, so, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's what it was used for. And then once the city started having tremendous urban sprawl and the International was built, everyone had the question, well, why do we have Two a city airports. center airport? Yeah. And uh, it, in, the, in the 90s... I'm going to have to step in soon. Sure. Yeah, no, yeah. No, you, yeah, so yeah, you it, get to the 2001. Yeah, I'll and that's, that's kind of where <laughs> I don't really know a lot of what... Uh, you know way more about what happened in, so into the 90s and yeah, into yeah, the like yeah. early 90s, I know when I used to live in Edmonton, like we moved from Edmonton to well, Mournville to here in 93. Okay. It was still an operational airport then. I remember dropping people off. Right. So when did it happen? Like, take do you know like what uh, happened I, at that point? Basically, I'm sure we get wicked. But no, no, that's no. Not fun. When, when I uh, when I moved up in two thousand and one to format, um, we started. We were actually just doing charter services and scheduled services. So was we. Uh, sorry, I, I, I should say both so, uh, both Adrian and yeah. I used to work for Aramikasu, an airline based here in Fort McMurray, and we both did uh, scheduled flights and medevac flights to and from City Center Airport. Yeah, Aramikasu back, and then that's how I knew Pinchy. Yeah. And uh, we worked at WestJet together, and then mm-hmm. you were still working for Air Megazoo before yeah. that darn right tragedy happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was. Uh, um, That's no, another podcast. So, yeah, uh, so uh, no, in 2001. So move up in 2001. Um, again, starting my aviation career, we usually work on the ground uh, initially. So so we got to um, – had a really awesome manager that was kind of ahead of the ball, and he uh, saw – um, what was going on with the city and he was really concerned that they started making really absurd rules in order to almost drag money out of that that area. So so an example is um, in aviation there's uh, different categories. So basically you're looking at a category that has me Maybe uh, nine passengers or less. They they call it. We'll say A. Um, um, between nine and nineteen, we'll call it B. And then over nineteen, we'll call it C. So basically, what they did in the city center airport is they actually said well, you can only fly ten passengers. So that didn't fit into category A or B. It was halfway between. Now was this out of nowhere, or was this was are people like like are you going from like a, a couple or one hundred and thirty seat? 737 just be like, now we're cutting down to under 10. No. that's um, a huge slice. No, that's right. In 2001, it had only, like, all of the major um, airlines had been moved to the international. 
So, so this is something that's been on the plate for the city for a while. Obviously, they have this huge chunk of fucking land directly downtown. Mm. And obviously, once the International was built, we're like, okay, this is a big space that we need to do something mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what this, obviously the city's talking about. It wasn't an overnight being like, shit, let's change this now. Oh, just wait. It okay, gets fair more enough. <laughs> Sorry, I oh, get no, it. No, no, this, this almost gets dirty. Like, seriously, because how it works is... Podcast um, is one thing, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> no. um, so how it works is all of a sudden, they have this random rule that we'll do only 10 passengers. So all of the people that are flying 19 people in, they can only fly their planes half full. So it absolutely bankrupts companies. There's companies dropping off you know, left, right, and center. Then um, they come up with this rule of you can't even have that amount of seats in your plane. So they're making people not only... um, not have 10 people but they're making them reconfigure their aircraft to suit this airplane wow. you have to pull nine seats out of your 19 you seat so it's not just you can't, it's you not can't even have you the... can't even have this physical seats on board the aircraft wow so so the thing is that um the interesting fact is all of a sudden of course air travel to the city center airport is reduced now this is like a 10-year scheme almost, you know what I mean, to suck all of the money out of the airport. But the funny thing is that Edmonton a little bit kind of jacked themselves in the way that all of these high-class business people that were going straight downtown Edmonton to do their business said, it's inconvenient to get down there. We can't get down there because there's only one carrier that will fly and we don't even know if they're going to be bankrupt next week. So, so basically... They didn't want to go to the international. They went to Calgary. They took their wow. business to Calgary. So Good everybody point, says, actually, yeah. everybody's just like, you know, Edmonton is the capital of Alberta. Hmm. The, I don't know, is yeah, it? The, well, because, like, where where is all of the... It's the seat of government, but it's it's not the... Where's, where's all, all the, the business, business now? Yeah. And yeah. honestly, I'd, I'd love to just pull the report of actually the business change of corporate companies from Edmonton and Calgary and when that actually took place. Because it's really interesting. really interesting that all of a sudden um, you can't get there. Or you have to go to the international and you have to get high security checks at the time. Because you still, um, in 2001, you still had to do security checks if you went through an international airport. Yeah. Um, flying with um, just regular uh, charters and stuff, you could just jump on the airplane. You show up five minutes before, as long as you're five minutes before or ten minutes before, jump on the airplane and go. So let's just talk about that one for a quick sec. Because that yeah. was always interesting to me. Like, how could, I thought it was a NAV Canada standard, but how could you avoid a secure there. I mean, like, why would make us because don't get me like when uh, I work, I started working for WestJet in 05, 06, I think, right when I came back mm-hmm. to Fort Max. So that's mm-hmm. when me and Pinchy started to, to get to know each other. And like, way uh, Air Makers you marketed was very, very tempting because mm-hmm. you can literally, if you have a, I forget what the timetable was, but if so, it was something like this, you can literally arrive at the airport within 10 minutes of your flight. Jump on the plane within an hour. You are downtown Edmonton. Off your plane, grab your bag, and you're and you're in downtown Edmonton. That's yeah. a pretty fucking sweet deal, yeah, right? Yeah, for ridiculous amount of money. But that's besides the point. Yeah. If you, if you had someone else to write, give it, you, you, you use the cash. But, Ugh, can't but, talk. And that was the but reason. How could they get yeah. away with that though? Like, why weren't like there's there's uh, the size of the plane that everybody that uh, is is listening here is you is probably flown somewhere and you show up to the airport, you go to the ticket counter, then you drop your bag off and you go through security. The reason, uh, the sole reason for security is the only time you actually need to go through security is. Uh, one of two things is you're flying from a secure airport on an airliner. So you've just purchased a seat on that. 
Um, you don't need to do it if you're flying a – it doesn't matter the size of the air. That's the, sorry, that's the second thing is it's the size of the aircraft that counts as well. Is the smaller, like the category A and B, as Adrian mentioned earlier, yeah. doesn't have to uh, uh, require that. Security. They do at uh, like Edmonton International, anywhere that yeah. there's a big security. Uh, unsecure airport to un- unsecure airport. Unsecure airport to unsecure airport, you don't need to do it. Or if you're chartering the whole aircraft for uh, – if, if your business charters an airplane, you could charter a small three-seat airplane or you could charter uh, 737. a 737 to a 740. You could charter an A380 and <laughs> you don't have to go through security. Because it's your, it's your airplane, you bought all the seats on there. It's protecting the just general public from you know th- terrorists and yeah, you know, yeah. uh, uh, unsecure items being on Anything like on board the aircraft. I was going to say because even if you do, yeah, yeah, like I'm just looking at it from like a security standpoint. Where yeah, okay, that is your plane, yeah, but you can still very well drive that plane into a fucking building. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, there's always this that. Oh, it's not that big of a thing. No. I can't turn this no, thing. No, 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 what are you no. trying to hit? <laughs> <fucking CNC? laughs> yeah. no. So those are the only time you have to go through security. So what uh, uh, what our company, Air Mekasu, was able to do was the Edmonton City Center Airport is an unsecured airport. Fort McMurray uh, allowed the smaller operators not to have to go through security. It was, so, like I said, it was a, it was an enticing deal when you wanted was. to hit downtown Edmonton. Like I said, you're with literally within an hour and a half. You're Parked well. Parking was always the issue in Fort Mac, no. but you're on the plane. You're in the air. You're downtown. It, it's a fucking great deal, and, right? And you know what? It was even greater before 2001 because they didn't have the silly 10 passenger rule. Yeah. And the thing is that they didn't have to fly the plane half full, so the price of the tickets were half as much. That so, and that's yeah. the thing because people are just like, it's ridiculous that we pay four times as much to fly in your plane. I'm like, yeah, and it is ridiculous that we fly half empty. Yeah, like I'm no, sorry. Like be, yeah. I can see I, that. I would being... love to fly you, you know, but. We don't have the same seat capacity, and unfortunately, we're not able to run this feasibly. So the thing is that the only reason why we actually had the scheduled service with Mikasu is because we had so many scheduled flights or flights to Edmonton. Yeah. Because or else it wouldn't work. Because the days where you had, had to do it ten times a week. That's right. Had to do it. Yeah. Because but the thing is, or whatever like, it was, if um, the flights were always full, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But they're not right. Like sometimes you only have one going down and two going back. And the thing is, like, there's a really small margin in aviation regardless like people think we're, that if anyone's a business oh out there gosh. we're talking like like margins of six seven percent here's here's a like here's not a not retail margins of 30 40 <laughs> percent like we are talking yeah. like like single your digit people that are in aviation do it for love like seriously yeah. because uh here's a prime example you know those little on off switches that are above your head to turn the light off um, an example is they had to change out all of those because it was a certain thing you have to do in aviation maintenance. And you could buy one of these switches at Canadian Tire for $4. In aviation, not a word of a lie, 700 each one because they're stamp certified aviation. Yeah. But yeah. everybody's just like, I don't get it why the tickets a, are so expensive. It, right? well, it's, yeah. It's a, yeah, and I've had this argument before too. I remember people were bitching about 
the price of like a WestJet flight right. to Edmonton, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I figured it out why I was coming off as a prick <laughs> afterwards, but I, I never said I agree with it. I was working with WestJet, and like mm-hmm. we always understood it. You know what I mean? Yeah. We understand the importance of booking early because from what I like, I've explained this before. I don't think I've ever explained it. Maybe I did explain it on a podcast, but I'll fucking explain it again. <laughs> the uh, like WestJet has X number of seats on a flight, 120. Let's just round number. Maybe Pinchy can verify this for two because I'm pretty sure it bounces off a few people. Um, profit margin for that plane is going to be you need to sell uh, 50 of those seats mm-hmm. at this this certain fare, what it's called because it's the lowest fare. Mm-hmm. Once you make that at 50, you've already you've already broken even or made some profit off. Mm-hmm. You've broken even on the flight. The flight yeah. is no longer a money. You're not burning money off that flight. Yeah. Anything above that. It's profit. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if we sell those seats or not. We've mm-hmm. already broken, so might as well charge them the maximum amount or a fair structure yeah. to make it seem like they're saving money or whatever the hell they want to do. Mm-hmm. But they could care less if they sell those like 51 seats and above. Yeah. Am I wrong on that one? No. I'm sure it's a lot more complicated than yeah, that. Yeah. The general you're, philosophy. You're not wrong. It, it's, it usually ends up, you, if you sell, generally, if you sell 70 to 75% of the seats on the aircraft, mm. you're breaking even for your uh, variable costs yeah. for the flight. The pay the pilots, pay the fuel, pay the ramp guys, pay the, you know, the, the airport the, what fees. What it everything. costs yeah. you, yeah, the airport fees, the landing fees, the Nav Canada fees, all that. Then anything above that is paying off uh, your debt on the airplane, uh, paying off uh, the, you know the recurring maintenance on that, and then when it comes into you know you're you're selling that last little bit of seats, that's where your actual profit comes into. And at the at the end, when you you know you can charge the fees as you want because you know if you need to book two days in advance. For an uh, on a flight, they're gonna tr- they're gonna they're gonna hose you on it, yeah, because they can, yeah. But like, you need to go somewhere in a short amount of time. We have a seat available. And we don't care if that seat's empty at this point. Exactly, yeah. that's exactly the cost for them to run that seat empty. It's already it, it's, 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 it's going whether it goes you're yeah. in it or not. Yeah. So no, and that's what people I was always trying to get people mm-hmm. is like, well, I don't understand why there's no standby seats. The point is the, the airlines don't give a shit if that seat's empty or not. That's why there's no such thing as standby anymore for the common person, yeah. right? So it's either you pay the ten hundred or the ten hundred, the ten hundred dollars. You pay the ten hundred dollars. You <laughs> yeah. pay the thousand bucks to get to Edmonton from Fort Mac, or you don't. Yeah. We yeah. really don't give a shit. Yeah. But yeah. some airlines will obviously say that in a friendly way. Yeah. Other airlines will give it to you straight. However, the fuck you wanted to be heard, we'll That's tell you, right? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, well, but like you said, like it's just like shit with with babies. Right. Why are stuff with babies so expensive? I can build a crib probably for 20 bucks. Instead, mm-hmm. I pay 250 for something that's only going to be used for a year. Right. It's a specialized group. Like, I'm pinch you, let me know if I, d- I have to edit this, but the time we broke the coffee machine on the fucking WestJet plane. <laughs> How much is the coffee machine? It was, what was oh. the last day? It was 1400 bucks. Yeah. Oh. Just because it's a fucking coffee machine for a specific group, a thing. Yeah. In this case, navigation, right? Air, an aircraft. So I totally see how yeah. light bulbs or a switch in a yeah. fucking aircraft yeah. is going to be seven hundred bucks. Yeah. People so, don't get that. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. So basically, once you make it unfeasible for people to actually run into the city mm-hmm. center airport, you're actually sucking the money out of that. So what does the city do? They make this rule in two thousand one. Then they wait a couple of years, and the airport. It starts to drop everyone off. adjusts to the, the the ones that stay adjust to what's happening. The ones that leave are leaving. That's right, but they still keep adding in different little rules just to make it a little bit harder and, and put it in there. And uh, so trying to push so people then, out. 
They, well, yeah. they need to suck the money mm-hmm. out of the airport, they right? Look so then what do they do? They go in um, probably, I would say, 2000 and, 2008 maybe. Mm-hmm. And then they go to the city and say, you know, guys, this airport isn't making any money. I think it was before so, then because I remember yeah. signing the petition. And I remember this was like 07 or something. It was, yeah, yeah. It, was it, was, it was a while ago. Yeah. 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 So yeah, this airport's not making any money. Why would we have two airports? Like we should really streamline this. But behind the scenes, uh, there is investors in the international airport that have invested interest to make sure that that airport is closed so that the money is going Mm. into their airport, right? Everyone comes out and says, well, we can't have a hangar downtown anymore, so we'll go buy this land or this this development area or rent from someone at the international. So, yeah, and then the thing is that at the time when um, the petition was coming out and, um, you know, people were concerned about the Empton airport closing down, the focus wasn't on the medevac. It wasn't no. that the people in the north are going well, to Well, no, it was. I, I remember distinctly people saying that I, and that's what shocked me about like the Facebook page and because I haven't heard of this issue in a long time right. but I remember distinctly dealing with it. Well, not dealing with it. I remember distinctly hearing about it and of course I signed the petition. Fuck, it has to be four years ago. And I remember, yeah. I remember the distinct was, guys, this place closes Anyone that's medevac from northern Alberta or wherever the fuck you're medevac from right. is going to have to go to the international, and they can't get to the spots quicker. I distinctly remember that argument. No, no, but the, here's the thing. Because there was so many arguments at the time, it oh, was a mess. It was probably like, just the a thing is that of It was just one yeah, yeah. of the six okay, reasons why. Like, yeah. oh, it has so much history. Oh, it's okay. going to be blah, blah, yeah. blah. You know what I mean? So I totally the thing agree. is yeah. that the voices of the people in the north did hear, or, you know what, they heard about it in the news once, and they're like, I don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah. Or this airport does apply to us mm-hmm. who cares about the Edmonton airport how does it have any impact I mm-hmm. live in Fort McMurray and mm-hmm. I don't fly to that airport anyway yeah. Yeah. No so good call. the thing is that um, a lot of people were just naive to know what it was actually impacting like still to this day when I told people I do medevacs they say oh you fly for stars and <laughs> no and that's true that's always so, been a pet like, peeve of mine like working in the oil sands like and I think it's funny because it's the only because we're in the business right. you know what I mean like you guys on the well me on the pilots not the pilot side but like the uh, what I've learned from Western working with you guys, mm-hmm. yeah. but also from the medics, medical side of it too. Yeah. I know that stars doesn't come here and it always bugged me that they come up here for the, the charity runs. And it's just like, you guys don't come up here though. You guys don't fly here. Well, we assist and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I understand you guys are charity, but you guys just don't fly up here. Like I'd rather go support Phoenix helicopters because mm-hmm. they do all the fucking work. Up right. here. They do marvelous fucking That's work. Right. right? And, uh, like we get, so like this is Fort Mac we're talking about here. And even South, like I work at oil sand sites, like, all the ones up north, you get these drilling rigs and these companies that are like, oh, what's our GPS coordinates for stars? Yeah. I'm like, guys, they, they don't come up here. Yeah. Like, it, it's great that you have this in your emergency procedures because that's your company based out of Red Deer. Right. But mm-hmm. they don't fly up here. Yeah. Like, I'd rather you not give out the stars emergency number. I'd rather you give out the site emergency number because we're the ones that can help you. That's right. right. And it, it's just that common, as soon as you said stars, everyone's just like, oh, stars saves our lives. <clears throat> Yes, for the, the people within range, which we are not at that but, point. Well, no, and that's and that's the huge problem right now of the some of the the wrong thinking is because people are just like, no, it's okay because the government and stars will save all of this. They'll save it all. And the funny thing is They've that they've been starting that new fucking that new fix or the new. Uh, 
rotary plane actually I think yeah. comes up this far now. Yeah. It doesn't matter though yeah, yeah. because they actually if they do the math they they have to refuel and right. you know what I mean like I'm sorry there's a no, whole yeah. bunch of logistical things yeah. that just don't work. Yeah. And regardless although like <clears throat> we we need in Fort McMurray two independent Medevac systems in Fort McMurray. Phoenix does a phenomenal job between we'll say 1 and um 100 miles we'll say. Yeah. But we're past 100 miles, yeah. and so we actually need something that gets there quicker. Ah, yeah. here's a little funny point, is that when that horrible tragedy happened in um, St. Paul, mm-hmm. guess um, where the two critical people went out by um, fixed wing? Not by helicopter. Mm-hmm. Because I should, they could get there faster. Well, Sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. Fi- fixed wing is essential. You'll yeah. never... You'll never you need to have rotary and fixed wing. Like I that's think, right. as one like that's one thing we should make it clear for the people listening. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is we need a fixed wing aircraft. It's two very different, very distinct styles of medical transportation. Yeah, a helicopter might be able to pick you up off a highway, but once you get into one of these areas where they stabilize you, you need to go somewhere in order to get Fast, your specialized yeah. treatment, and oh, it's yeah. going to be your fixed wing that does it. That's what I was going to say. Is, uh, this is even in Edmonton. No, that's for uh, no. for everyone listening here, you no. know, we uh, I, this happens a lot in aviation industry. Is we know what we're talking about. Nobody, nobody everybody's yeah, that listening. Yeah. He's just like, or who stars? What's a fixed wing? <laughs> yeah. Helicopters? Yeah. Okay. So essentially, here and I'll give a little uh, background uh, here in Alberta and a lot of provinces. You're telling me, Pinchy, well. that people don't know what I'm thinking? I, I'm it, it's shocked. I, it, we we we've got a lot of technology. <laughs> at this ta- uh, <laughs> dining room table, but it just doesn't quite <laughs> convey. So anyway, there's uh, for uh, for Alberta and a lot of uh, provinces, there's two components for air medevac services. There's the uh, rotary uh, side, which so is your stars. Uh, it's all your he- it's all helicopters. Uh, helicopters are great because they can go to exactly where you are. They can pick you up off the side of the highway. They can pick you up in a field in the middle of nowhere. They can have a quick response. And on before that. you just go into the other side, okay. So star, or you got your rotary, which is helicopters. Stars is one company. Right? Yes, Star, Stars is a very specialized, very great company, but they're only one company. And they, they're not. Per, I shouldn't say company. They're a not-for-profit. Sorry, organization. Well, whatever organization, right? <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get that. Into uh, that I'm in just a saying, uh, star, like this, there are certain areas Stars can't reach. Within those areas, Stars can't reach. A lot of local companies mm-hmm. take over for that. Yeah. Phoenix Helicopters in Fort Mac is the one for up here. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, Grand Prairie has a base now. But anyway, there's areas that Stars can't reach. You mm-hmm. still get rotary services. From a different company. It's exactly. Can, can, oh, sorry, I have to touch on something because the cool thing about our area is um, Phoenix has so much experience in this area that they if know. you actually bring another chopper company up from that flies to Fort McMurray once or twice a month, they don't have the same um, idea or knowledge mm. about where the towers or the new towers are or even the Muskeg. You know, like the you the know land you can't here? land here. That's right. Mm. And the thing is, like a helicopter, you might be able to land everywhere but the thing is that again Fort McMurray is pretty muskegy and you need to know what you're doing right you need to know so, your, you need to know your and that's the thing and the cool thing is like a place or like Phoenix they have the knowledge and it's not like oh when's the last time you flew in Fort McMurray it's like we're based here we know this yeah. right so yeah. no good so, point yeah. so, so that's the rotary side. so the rotary side and the, the thing about rotary side they are uh, they're very quick response they can get exactly where you're going uh, they can pick you up and they can drop you off right at the hospital 
So they're, they're if the hospital set up. If for the it. hospital set up for <laughs> it, uh, that's another. That could be another podcast. Anyway, uh, so they can. They're very fast, very prompt. They can get you uh, critical care immediately, like right now. Uh, the downside of it is they have a limited speed for the helicopters uh, and a limited range for the helicopters, as well as they can't operate in Adverse all weather, weather conditions. Yeah. Uh, the other side of that is your fixed wings, so your airplanes, uh, if you will. Uh, they're smaller. They're set up. It's it's basically an ambulance with wings on it. It's the same as uh, same as a helicopter, but with the fixed wing, uh, you have to take off and land at an airport. Uh, but no, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you the so the downside is you have to have an airport where these uh, these airplanes can actually take off and land. But they are significantly quicker, oh, yeah. and uh, the range is increased phenomenally. Uh, we can, I've done a medevac. We did Whitehorse direct to Edmonton City Center, where a helicopter can barely reach Fort McMurray yeah. without having to, to refuel. And these are, that's did even like a... a to yeah, we did... Uh, shit, the the, the winds were favoring us. But no, I'm just saying Most, it's a long way out of no, fucking... No, it's clear it's Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so yeah, we did Whitehorse direct to... Which City is one Santa. thing I want to comment. It's probably not the place here, but mm-hmm. like everyone like thinks... But the hospitals, but let's talk. Yeah. Like it's just because you land into a hospital doesn't mean you're at the right hospital. You have to get transported to the. That's exactly. It, yeah. But anyway, we'll talk about that after. Um, so there's your two systems. Yeah, those are the two. Those are your two systems, and the uh, I'll say the the thing with the city center airport right now is it's as uh, AD will go on a bit further into the rules and changes that they have, but uh, it's essentially what is. Operating, it's the operation for the Edmonton City Center Airport. That's where uh, the, the traffic, the air traffic in the City Center Airport is virtually all medevacs right now. And the the beautiful thing about having the Edmonton City Center Airport is all these fixed wing operators can get to like we literally fly at three, two to three hundred feet over the roof of the Royal Alec uh, Hospital. When we're coming into the Edmonton City Center Airport, so by the from the time we land to the time we have you, uh, the so they can just kick you right out if you, you're stable yeah, enough. Have, to, yeah, uh. just boot you right up. <laughs> have you at the emergency department at the Royal Alec in downtown Edmonton? Is you can do it in less. You can do it in five minutes from the time we shut the engines down to the time. They have you at the. And hospital. one thing we want the public to know, uh, and I and I, I'm speaking actually on behalf of me as an EMT, which I haven't spoken <laughs> on behalf of in quite some time because I've been out of the business for so long. The um, one thing just just because you're at a hospital doesn't mean you're at the right hospital. Mm-hmm. I'll cut that other part out. The um, and and that's one thing I want to touch on too because I might figure out a way to solve that problem maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times, like especially when it comes to fixed wing, is you're being transported because you need to go to a specialized area. Mm-hmm. I believe tra- all a lot of the traumatic cases in northern Alberta, or I think in most of the of the northern provinces, got to go to the U of A because that's where the trauma center yeah. is. I might be getting mixed up between U of A and Alex. Alex is Alex is more your cardiac stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. But anyway, like these hospitals are specialized areas, right? Like, um, if you Google the city center Edmonton uh, airport, you will see there's uh, the Royal Alex is pretty much directly beside it. Mm-hmm. That is the major cardiac care uh, for 
uh, this region. Uh, and mm-hmm. like I speak on behalf of Northern Alberta, but you guys transport. You just said Whitehorse. Like mm-hmm. you're talking Yukon, Northern BC, uh, Yellowknife, fucking Yellowknife, the Northwest yeah. Territories, and uh, none of it. Like these are all spots that yes, the hospital that you go to that's in your local town will stabilize you as much as they can. But in order to get the help that you need, like especially when it comes to neurology, to traumatic, yes, absolutely, babies, newborn babies is a huge yeah. specialized industry. Pediatrics, yeah. you need to go with places that are specialized for this area. Mm-hmm. And Royal really, Alps, U of very, a. very time uh, sensitive. Time sensitive. Huge, oh, huge time sensitive. Yeah. So like, that's actually, why you'd be actually, transported. Actually, you know what? It's a funny thing. I, I was sitting with a mom group, and they're just like, really, what's 20 minutes? And honestly, I was so like enraged because I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be straight up here, and this is how it is. 20 minutes is you feeding your child for the rest of your life. Do you want to do that? That's like, true. do you want either, seriously, a vegetable or not? Like, I'm, I'm straight up here. Like, mm-hmm. if you have a condition with your child, they need... Like yeah, no, care and, and now, it's funny because right? we, can, like, we can probably scream that we're blue in the face of these guys, but I'm uh, like, it goes to a point. Like I said, Royal Alex is is a, is a, a largely cardiac uh, spot. So if you had, if someone or <laughs> hell, I could, I'm sure I'm on the clock myself to go down from a heart attack, and like 20 minutes of CPR is this big difference to when mm-hmm. you, you need to go for clot busters or whatever the hell the doctor wants to drive into to get you. That's an example, well, probably a poor term, one, but whatever. No, no, right? the medical term, the golden hour. A the, lot of people don't know what the golden hour is and I'm slowly learning it myself but does you have one hour within a ma- either major medical incident or major traumatic incident that's your chance of survival anything over that like obviously it comes down to minutes mm-hmm. but usually you have an hour to work with someone and that's your best chance of survival anything over an hour it just decreases exponentially that's right and that's what we're taught in school that's right and I think it, I should get out the books no no but that's right and that's that's what people don't understand you know like between hospital 20 and hospital. minutes means life's and death that's right quite yeah. literally so uh, sorry just to, oh, sorry. to just steer a little yeah. little bit um, going back to the, the rules and uh, things that they're they continued to put in at oh, right. the yeah, Edmonton City Center Airport <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. So, 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 so 2007, 2008, uh, they go to the city and they say this airport's not making money. They so, didn't say that it's because of the rules they put into place, but that's yeah. Right. Oh yeah, and then they said, okay, so then what we'll do is we'll try to have indies and things like that to raise a little bit of money because they have to look as though they're trying to save the airport. Really. It's a, it's but that's weird issue. because I remember Indy being saying, "Hey guys, we want to stay. You need to keep this airport here." Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, they love it. It's great oh, yeah. to have because I've been to the Edmonton Indy uh, twice now, and you can see the all the like. It's it an, doesn't matter where you track. sit; okay. you can see the entire track, so you can watch cars, you know, that are coming around the bends, and you know, see that's if really the guy's cool. going to pass. Yeah. It's really neat. Mm. Yeah. So no, cool. But again. They figured out ways and tactics to take. That's again another yeah. um, mm-hmm. a whole can of worms. Well, hey, we got no, 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 no. It's uh, it's it's quite involved. Like if you look at again politics and all the rest of that. But mm. needless to say, all of the money is sucked out of the city center airport. So of course they're just like, okay, hey, well, we've got to we've got to start decommissioning this, sucking it. You know, mm-hmm. like it's it's got to close down. So what do they do? They they close the runway that has the most um, 
traffic. No, no. Um, IFR uh, has the so best approaches the, the to best it. Approaches the best to chance the lowest, to get into the, the best chance to get in. They close that runway. I will say this is uh, this <laughs> is really <laughs> trying to this the, uh, put the stake into the heart. The, the, I will say the reason that uh, they I found out uh, a reason that they closed the because uh, it's runway thirty four sixteen the north south uh, runway. There's a north south and there's a northwest southeast. Uh, runway, uh, and they both kind of split downtown for approaches on on one of them. Um, from what I've been told by a few sources now, is when they they said, "Okay, we're going to start closing this Edmonton City Center Airport down. We're going to close one of these runways. What runway are we going to close?" And everybody said, "We're going to close thirty uh, twelve." They said, okay, because it doesn't have the approach capability in there. Uh, if the weather is bad, it's, it's difficult to get into. Uh, you need to have fair weather in order to get into there. So what happened was it was put a lot to the, uh, uh, to the flight schools and to the charter operators that were operating in there. And what came out of it was they said the prevailing winds – because you always have to take off and land yeah. into wind, are from either the west or the northwest. So these small, the, the flight schools didn't care about the, uh, the, uh, the IFR, approaches. Uh, the approaches. They didn't use them. They didn't need them. And a lot of the other operators said, yeah, we'd rather you know, have... Uh, don't close this one. Don't close this one. So they closed 3416 because it's less into the wind. And they said if it's slippery on the runway and you have a huge wind from the west, uh, if you... Land on the runway, uh, the north-south runway. You could go off the side. <laughs> could I you could you could, you could. You could go up the side anyway. Yeah. And then I said, I'm like, okay, if the weather's really that bad, now you go. Well, we'll hold. We've got gas to hold out for a little bit longer. Uh, and if you're running short, you can just say, well, it's just the. Worst, the perfect storm at yeah. the city center airport. Now we have to go to the international. It's just another interesting fact of why. You know what I mean? Like, if we can make this less convenient and make it not work and slowly, you know, make it as if this airport is useless, then it only makes sense to close it down, right? Mm-hmm. So slowly these rules and things were in place. I really believe that it was strategy, not just by chance. Yeah. You know, like... They put the plan in place to say, this is how we'll take it one by one to prove that it's not financial. And, and like, obviously the, the elephant in the room is, there's a lot of land. That's right. It is. A lot of core prime downtown Expensive development land, land that the city can make a lot of money from. That's right. And I don't, I like to think, see, I don't know where Edmonton stands in this. I never really uh, mm-hmm. reviewed it that much, like... I, I would like to think Edmonton wouldn't be, like, giving all these bullshit reasons. Probably just like, hey, guys, that's a lot of fucking land we can use for this city. That's right. You know what I mean? At least give you the straight answer, right? Well, mm-hmm. and I had a realtor say, really, what's the land worth compared to um, building a new hospital down south and well, whatever in relation to yeah, yeah. the amount of time? Well, that's fine. Mm. But currently, um, the people in the north shouldn't have to suffer yeah. because you don't have adequate services. Like we, I believe that we should have equal or greater services than we have now. Mm. So regardless of what the cost is right now, until something has come up, then it shouldn't even be discussed that airports being closed or entertain that thought until 
um, mm-hmm. everybody in the, the people in the north are taken care of. No, like good. we're no less Albertans than the people down south. And you know what? Like <clears throat> some, you know, like look at the range of how many people and even money wise too. Like we're. You know, mm-hmm. and we'll get the. I got a thought yeah. for that one, but we'll get there. So let's go. Yeah, okay, let's good. keep going so, with the yeah. airport. Yeah. So, like I said, I remember this coming up big time in like oh seven oh eight. There was a big petition going around. I remember I signed it, and I remember watching the news that saying that out of the eighty thousand signatures they got, fifty some odd were invalid, yeah. for whatever reasons. Either whatever. they didn't finish an address, blah blah yeah, blah blah yeah. blah 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 blah. So. That's the, literally the last I've heard of it. Now, I didn't follow it enough where I didn't know what council voted. I didn't know what the, the, the city's thoughts were. I didn't know clearly. But that's two-way. That's me not really paying attention. But it also means no one's really speaking up for it either because that didn't make me hear it. Well, you know what I mean? Well, people so kept, I thought it just went away. Yeah, No, no. So people kept getting stomped. And here's mm-hmm. the thing. All of a sudden, crazy, the doctors in the north and around realized oh my god yeah. this is a problem mm-hmm. so save our medevac um, service yeah. came into play because the doctors started stepping up and saying if this happens people will die mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, it got serious right and so the thing is before um you have a, a bunch of people saying, well, you know, well, people are going to be really sick or this is not going to be happening. But they didn't have the professionals or people actually stepping up and saying to claim saying this is this is what's going to happen. Or if the letters did come in from the physicians, they just got pushed aside. Like, this is just another letter saying yeah. it needs to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. But there is letters from 2007 from. Uh, you know, before that, like I said, the first I heard of it was 05, right? Yeah, yeah. Surgeons and doctors saying mm. um, our patients from the north will um, suffer if this airport is closed. But it wasn't like, again, <clears throat> there were so many letters, there's so much stuff going on, and that it was just another one of the things. Because there, is there a timeline for closure? <laughs> well, that'll that'll come up here in a second. But okay. uh, what I wanted to, to touch on right now was um, what it basically boils down to is. It's there two uh, in Canada. Uh, there are two uh, governing bodies that operate airports. Uh, one is the federal government. They yeah, operate Canada. the twelve, twelve or fifteen. I can't remember. They have twelve or they used to operate and own all of the airports in Canada. Back uh, during the deregulation days of the late eighties, uh, they kept on the twelve or fifteen airports. That they deemed the international critical airports, uh, the hubs, the hubs, uh, St. John's, Halifax, Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, Edmonton International, yeah. Van- uh, Victoria, mm. all those ones. Everything else was given to the local uh, uh, municipal governing bodies to run and operate. Um, That's the creation of airport authorities. Exactly. Uh, Airport authorities... Is that the the region going, you deal with it? uh, Yeah. Airport authorities, like Toronto has an airport authority that runs the airport. The government still... It's still the government's airport, but the the, uh, airport authority has been created uh, basically so the government doesn't have to run the airport. Oh, so they just own it. They own it. You guys run it. You guys run it. The uh, municipal airports were actually signed over to the municipalities. So the region owns it. Yeah, so the region owns Like Fort McMurray, the municipality owns the airport. Uh, Edmonton... 
uh, which means it has to go to council. Owns, yeah. owns the airport. So what ended up happening was when the vote came in for the final closure of the Edmonton City Center Airport, it's the municipal uh, city councilors that are deciding the fate. what the fate of the airport. That's in Edmonton. In, in, in Edmonton. Edmonton. It, only in Edmonton. And they only report to their electorate in Edmonton. Yeah, no, you're right. They don't I, have I to report going to yep. uh, you know, Grand Prairie, Peace River. Edmonton City Slave Center Lake. is owned by Edmonton. Exactly. They're not worried about anyone they, else in the north. Exactly. They, they're, they're not, they, don't have, they don't have to report to these people. They don't have to own up. They're not going to get elected by these people. Yeah. So they Good voted point. to close down that. the airport. That's really uh, affecting a provincial level. Mm. The provincial government. What happened back in the the last provincial election with the uh, uh, the Wild Rose Party and Daniel Smith saying we will take this into a provincial matter. Legally, the province has zero, zero. authority they can't, in they can't do in it. operating airports. No province has an airport that they operate own or have any say into there's not even a legal yeah, precedent from federal to, to local it's federal to, to municipal local. exactly wow. so now you have a the Edmonton uh, councils making, making the decisions, decisions that impact of such more a than wide area so, so okay so here's the sneaky thing with that too is that basically so 2007 you have um, the petitions and it's in the newspapers over and over and over again I heard about and it then lot. so People in Edmonton, finally when it went through and it didn't go through and whatever, they're just like, you know what? I'm sick of this shit. I don't want to hear it anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. I see it in the newspapers all the time. Every time I see it, you know, oh, here they go again. Here they go again. Mm -hmm. So it's just like... um, all of a sudden, maybe getting more territorial. You know what I mean? Like, you people in the north, whatever. Piss off. We already decided on this. It's not good for our city. So what you guys can do whatever you guys want. But honestly, don't show it to me anymore. Like, I'm annoyed with it. It's my land. Piss off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the thing is that, yeah, people in Edmonton, you might see it that way. But the thing is that they... They uh, forget you are about the ones that are affected. They forget mm-hmm. about family members, and yeah. they forget about people that are close to them, or friends that they had from the north, or any of that. Right? Well, and it's funny because uh, I have a friend that lives straight downtown. Actually, he has an apartment right by the the new arena yeah. that's going to be built, or hopefully will be built. Mm-hmm. And I asked them about it when, back when this was well, it's still a hot subject, but back when it was really prevalent in the media. Right. And I said, "What's your thoughts on it? Like what?" Uh, what uh, like what's your thoughts on like we had they're losing the airport and they're like good I'm getting sick of the aircrafts waking me up yeah. which is interesting because uh, literally a year ago so that was in like 07 or 08 literally a year ago her mom uh, like the two yeah. of them are a couple so her mom uh, suffered an aneurysm up here right. which she needed to be transported to Edmonton right to get into the U mm-hmm. so I'm very curious actually I'm going to see her this week I'm, I'm going to make sure she listens and I want to hear her thoughts now I'll, I'll, I'll give a little uh, side anecdote uh, in uh, between summers in university uh, in uh, London Ontario uh, a friend of mine she got an internship uh, with the Toronto Airport Authority uh, doing uh uh, reporting to the noise complaint department, so she would go out and investigate noise complaints of aircraft that are being too loud. Uh, you know, it would disturb my. Just sheep give a, a Toronto. So, Where's Toronto? Because Toronto's centered pretty downtown too. No, Toronto's yeah. a long ways from downtown, uh, maybe, okay. but it's still a long ways inside the edge of the city. city yeah. the Toronto Airport's actually in uh, a separate city of Etobicoke. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's uh, actually, <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, it's technically in Mississauga, 
which is a, a completely different city. Yeah, but it's just they've come to the an metropolitan agreement. area. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, her boss, uh, kind of a. Uh, Older gentleman, getting long tooth in his waist, kind of. Uh, he uh, uh, fuck the people. He, yeah, every time that he would uh, go out, when he had to go out to, to deal with a, a noise report or noise complaint, uh, he go to the person's house. The person's house is on the approach path for uh, whatever runway is being complained. So they heard but a loud. It, they heard a loud airplane aircraft. at certain times, and there's curfews on when aircraft can fly in there. So anyway, he would. Uh, one of his leading things would always go. Out if you know if they had a valid complaint, he would always look into it, always always take care of it. Uh, but he would go to the and, and say, "Okay, uh, you had a, the, a noisy airplane fly over your house. Okay, when did you build your house, or when did you move into this house? When did you buy? It? Oh, three years ago. The airport's been here since twenty two, nineteen twenty two. Did you, you realize? Really you know what you were getting yeah, into? Yeah, did you really know? Like, did you if you're going to build a or if you're going to buy a house. And noise bugs I, you? And noise bugs you. I don't know if you had a shitty realtor that didn't tell you about <laughs> this and just wanted to make the sale, but come on, people. You should give a little bit Airplanes of Airplanes are noisy. If you're going to own a house near an airport, yeah. it's going to be loud. Yeah. So that's that's but, my no, no, but, but, but for sure. <laughs> no, like, but, but in relation again, um, we're all in our own little bubbles or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's things that irritate us and whatever. Mm-hmm. And the thing yeah, is that enough. unless something impacts you from outside your bubble, you don't realize it's going to bite you before it that's does, exactly right? It. So the thing is, the barking dog next door, like who who wants to string it up and shake it? Yeah, for sure. But you know, if if the person's house is on fire, are you going to save that dog? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. Of course you are. You know, yeah. like it doesn't... It, Very good point. It, actually, in yeah. relation, like you, you have to look at the actual perspective and, mm-hmm. and that's the problem because I think this whole problem with the Edmonton um, City Centre Airport is actually gotten so blown out of proportion because it isn't... Um, it's it's not an it's not impacting the actual airport if we had suitable services to go on, right? And so, that's yeah. where okay. So yeah. before so we go okay, on to that yeah, one, yeah, timeline, no, yeah, sorry, timeline, timeline. So, so we're finishing up like 2008. Yeah. Website lost, no big deal. Nobody hears from it. All of a sudden, um, now um, almost 2013. Surprise! You're hearing about this again. Um, like I said, we've got professionals now saying, "Whoa!" Like. I can't sleep at night knowing that we're just going to let this happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this might be the last kick at the can, but I'm hoping that Albertans are, are, and people obviously in the Northwest Territories and stuff are going to be mm-hmm. a little bit more educated and actually say, what can I do? Like, is there anything I can do? And I know there's thousands of stories out there of mm-hmm. people. Well, like, when is it closing? So, <laughs> the, um, sorry to cut you off, no, but I'm just saying, no, no, I got this oh, before well, we go no, into so what, what can we what, do. Oh, what day is it today? The 16th? Yeah. 16th. Oh, it's, it's supposed to close yesterday. So, oh yeah, so that was the first close. Supposed to. You heard it here first in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 it was supposed to close yesterday. bringing our awareness after So, that. yeah, so um, as of, I think, I believe it was December 1st, um, we were still wondering if it was closing December 15th. They basically just... Nobody really knows what's going on. They're actually telling medevac crews and stuff, move to the international airport and just figure deal, it out. And deal with it. And deal with it. We'll deal with what? Like, I don't even yeah. know where we're going to 
bring patients in. I don't even. Do you have a hangar for us? Is there a centralized location like there is at the city? Like everybody, all the medevacs at the city center airport go to the ESSO at the city center airport, the ESSO habitat. They all go there. Nobody knows, okay, do we go to the the Morningstar hangar? Do we go to the Stars hangar? Do we build our own hangar? Do we go just to FBO? Yeah, do we go to FBO? Do we just, where do we go? Every every airline, like I know uh, the medevacs, uh, the medevac planes are privately owned through a company, right? Yes. That's right. And every one of those companies have road medics there, don't they? They either have the, the companies uh, traveling road. Show. Yeah, the, the the companies either have their <laughs> their <laughs> own. <laughs> they either have their own medic. The airlines either have uh, or the air operators either have their own medics or they contract a local company to provide medevac service. You can't just call the city, obviously. No. You at some points, points yeah. yeah. Uh, in well, no, no. This okay. Well, in uh, well in Slave Lake. Uh, Alberta Health Services is contracted, but they have their own dedicated medevac crews. Yeah. It's not you. Just, I just know when you we went there. Yeah, you don't take Alberta the Central sit- had their own medic, and I know yes. they was just yeah. there and yeah. waiting for us. So I don't yeah. know where they had it. Like I don't know if it was just fucking. Like, yeah. I don't know yeah. where it came it's from. Right? Like, yeah, but, no. And then on a medevac team, we call it our crew because basically okay. we have um, paramedics that know how to work in the airplane. Yeah. You can't just have any. You can't pull someone out of the city and tell them out okay, of an ambulance go. and say jump in here no, and can't. know how to work this no, stuff yeah, in the airplane, no, right? So, so it is. It's definitely specialized, but no, and that's the thing because um, it's a crew, and so the thing is that you have. Um, a transition from one crew to the next, and every time you transition, obviously the stability of the patient can it's drop. Right? drop. So, yeah, no, very so, true. Yeah. The um, so okay, so the, uh, they're up in the air. It's don't, we don't know when this is closing. Cause I know. I think you gave okay. me the date of the thirty first. I was like, oh my god. I, I heard so, the thirty first. Then I was corrected to the to the fifteenth, and then continuing so, on from the first. Yeah. So, so the city or whoever's closing the airport would just not put it on paper. Nobody, so they're just trying to tell people, go, no, just, just go. No, just go, just do it. It's going to happen the 15th of December. You know, like, nobody could get actually a piece of paper saying this is Not the exact notice. date. Mm-hmm. So then, all of a sudden now, it is turned to sometime spring 2013. It sounds like a freaking movie. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like... Coming soon. Coming soon. You know, in 2013. You know, like, you know, like I, I hope they have the same Logistics. sense of humor, question mark. You know, like, I, I don't wow. I don't get it. So, but logistically... But that's a positive. There's still time. There's still time to create oh, a more awareness. Yeah. I'll tell you this. Oh, yeah. If it wasn't for Pinch... Oh, well, no. I, oh, yeah. I heard it before Pinch and even wanted to do this show. I've heard it flare up on Twitter a few times. And quite literally, my initial reaction was, didn't this already happen? Yeah, like, wasn't this done? Wasn't yeah, this dealt yeah, with? Like, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure we lost. Like, yeah. the, there was a battle, lick your wounds, move on. Yeah. But apparently, there's new life being bred into it. So I'll take sometime in 2013 yeah. over December 15th, any day of the week. That's right. right. No, no, no. And that's the thing, because... Um, my goal again is to just get as much awareness out there as possible and it's just to, to actually to find those stories too of people that have actually impacted so that people can understand like do you like I right now um, until I did medevac I honestly before I had children I didn't understand medevacing a child like for me I'm just like oh that sucks but you know what when I all of a sudden had just the way you put child? that was funny. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, the thing is, unfortunately, in medevacs, because you see so much, yeah. you have a different sense of humor. On you need a dark sense of humor of stuff, so yeah. but just seen the shit we did with fucking uh, Vix, but anyway, <laughs> hey, that sounded so, kind of gross. Yeah, uh, wow, <laughs> I was joking. Edit so, that out, yeah. Oh, um, no, um, so back to the um, once I had a child of my own, 
all of a sudden, when a child got on board all my medevacs, I looked at the parent and I it it's hurt a me. Different like it, game. you know, and the thing is like that's the thing people don't realize how this is going to impact them until they either have heard a story from a family that's grieving or or you know or uh, you got to make it to light. You got to push light on the situation because yeah. you're right. People don't get it. They won't get it. You're going to get the people that's just like, "Why can't you guys just transport to the international and helicopter to city right. center downtown?" Uh, that's another can of worms we'll get into here. Like, yeah. with no, the, I'm just saying, uh, you I'll, will yeah, get I'll, people that yeah. say that, right? I'll give my little anecdote with you know, uh, uh, what Adrian said there about medevacking. I've had to. This was the uh, a tough decision on my part. Was uh, with uh, uh, in aviation, we have to take enough fuel to get to where we're going, plus somewhere else that has better weather. Uh, and then and for another 45 minutes. So we have to t- legally take a certain amount of fuel. And we can only put a, legally put a specific amount of weight on board each, uh, each aircraft. I have had to say uh, we were medevacking a, I think a, an 18-month-old uh, infant. And I had to, I had to tell the, the paramedics to tell the, uh, the mother... I can't take you on this flight. I legally don't have enough fuel. weight or on whatever. there. Yeah, yeah. If I take off and I, with the fuel that I need on there, I'm like, I am really sorry. I'm taking your child an eight-hour drive away from you, but I can't. I can't. I legally. You, I know, you and as a parent right here. now, I'd be like, you will get a punch in the face. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like I. Hope. I tell you, I got a little one right in there yeah. that it ain't leaving my sight when he needs me. But yeah. sometimes they have yeah. to. No, no. So. And yeah, no, do you want your kid to live, sir? Yeah. You need to let me have him. Yeah. So what it's coming down to right now, or whatever the problem. Yeah, is. with the uh, with the the timeline here is it was given the 15th of December, nothing in, on paper. Now it's some. Time spring 2013, and all the medevac operators are saying, "Well, it's coming at some point." So, okay, all right, we have to move to the international. Where at the international are we going to move? Um, wherever. Uh, don't care. Don't. Yeah, as long as you as long as you get out of the city center. Okay, so I won't say which uh, which medevac company a, a friend of mine operates or uh, flies for them. Um, his company found a hangar, found uh, office space uh, to lease, uh, found, found ha- had the services, had uh, everything re- ready to go. Uh, and Alberta Health came back and said, no, that's actually, no, you can't have there. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to have everyone meet at the STARS hangar on the south end of the airport. The stars have a hangar at the They have. They now have they recently do. just built a hangar on the very south end of the Because obviously they got to... And that's because they got to move out of the city center as well. Exactly, yeah. So yeah. all those, all the helicopters are going to operate out of the International. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Why did I think that they were just going to have like a little fucking office like transforming office building where the plane or the helicopter just lands in there okay yeah. so but that, that all applies to more interesting so, stuff yeah. going on so, with even air traffic right that's exactly and what so what uh, what has happened uh, now is uh, as Adrian yourself uh, mentioned was uh, well why can't you just land at the international and then give the patient to stars and have them helicopter people in Fuck, that's the a lot of transport. So now you're utilizing a multi, and I mean probably a $25 million helicopter to operate that at an expense for a five-minute flight as a patient 
patient where they show, might not be able to take another call. That's exactly yeah, what we're going to get into okay. get into next. You go. Is I'll let you. Um, uh, oh yeah. So but, no, so no, so anyway, it, really it's whether the whether they can or whether they. I'm just enjoying this, they, this communication of yeah. whether they can <laughs> or whether the they can, whether they can whether they can't. Uh, that's that's still to well, be determined. Well, I'm sure okay. they, they, they like, don't so, know. From an outsider, I'm sure they fucking can. But even yeah. I know that that's a huge waste of resources. Okay, no, no, but regardless of resources and money and whatever. Whoa, just stop for a second. You have somebody that's critically injured. You're just going to pass them over to the next person for a five-minute flight? Do you know what you've just pumped, the last cruise just pumped them full of? Yeah. you got to keep them alive still for that 10-minute transition. Yeah. So they have to be briefed. How, how long is that going to take? Yeah, no, it's going to take another Now while. you're cutting in another 15 but are, minutes. In the, yeah. Or all of the stuff, are they just going to transfer over easily? Yeah. Every time you transport like, no, a, a patient from and one they can't just jump to in, another? And that crew can't just jump into a Star's helicopter and use their gear. No. 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 That's no. what they're, I'm trying to get at. The, the systems aren't even compatible. The, the, some of the systems aren't even compatible, compatible. with it. Yeah. So, so th- that is just not... Well, no, and... To put it in the light, just as an example, like when we went on my one and only yeah. medevac run as a student, we literally went to pick up a patient in Wainwright. We had to completely change her IV lines in Wainwright mm-hmm. Airport to make it more compatible with the plane one. Yes. So I'm just like, it's you're right. It, it's but what we're trying to get to, trying to get the other people to know that it's not just a case of giving a patient to someone else. No. There's gosh. There's. No. Are, are the Vinci said fifty minutes? Yes, that's a, that's long. That's probably not an accurate time, but we're talking about five minutes. Yeah, no. and that's even on the longer side. But still, like two, three, four, five minutes. People may think this is fucking. Oh, that's that's nothing. Yes, that is something. When you're dealing with a critically a person mm-hmm. that just had an aneurysm, mm-hmm. you're, and you need to get them to a neuro. You got to go now. It's not. I oh, I just let them. They might have to change lines for the helicopter. It's not. Possible. So an interesting thing Possible. and awesome to look at. If, if if people are actually interested in this cause, health council report. Pull it up and mm, look. That's so the health council report. Basically, whenever there's any major changes with healthcare or anything, they actually uh, the government of Alberta actually has to come up with a report saying mm-hmm. this is what we recommend. Um, this needs to happen in order for the transition to either work or in order for it to say the same or equal. I'll give the uh, the link to this report uh, and have it posted online along with this, uh, oh, this yeah. podcast. It is here. phenomenal yeah, yeah. It is because comical. it's absolutely outrageous. And at the end of it, it actually says what we've just put here is actually not really going to work and it needs to be relooked at. But, and it's so funny because here's the, like, the top three choices of what they've come up with of how they were going to handle the international, the change to the international airport. Move the Royal Alec or the High Trauma Hospitals down to Leduc. Okay? Move. But honestly, logistically, how many years is that going to take? Long time. I'm sorry. It needed to have been done. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. This needs to have been done before yeah, they I was going to say, whatever changes that are proposed, because the one yeah. thing I'm going to recommend or one thing that I think that should be looked at, too, is getting the services that we transfer for, maybe moving them some up here. If that is possible, if that is possible, hang on, I'm afraid you get into it. No, 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 keep it. That needs, we still need to be able to transport to the city center right. before we can get care of equal, or, of equal level mm-hmm. up here. Thus, if you're going to move the Royal Alex to Leduc, it needs to be done before... Mm-hmm. The, cl- the airport's closed. Do it. It sounds like a great plan. I- I'm encouraged. If we can get high trauma care fucking to all these other community- communities, do it. Right. Before the shit closes. But, but that's, What's but the cost of that? No, no, no. And that's the thing. No, no. And you just said 
to all of the... We can't just have a trauma center in Fort McMurray. Mm. We can't handle that. How do we get trauma doctors to stay in Fort McMurray for more than a couple of years? Anyways, regardless, like, yeah. not only that, but... Just when you said how much it costs, that's one thing I've never... Sorry, it's one yeah, thing I yeah. never focused on, right? It's just like someone's just like, well, how much money does it cost to twin a highway? I don't give a shit. As long as yeah. it's done, I really don't give a fine fuck yeah. how much it costs. Take more taxes out of me, I really don't care, right? Mm-hmm. But, so that's just one argument that I think a lot of the public would... Well, then again, a lot of people care about budgets. i just never done. As long as you pull the money from somewhere, I don't care where it comes just from. Make it happen. Just get it done. Yeah. I want the highway yeah. twinned. If you got to up my taxes, I will pay for it. If you got a up my- lot of people don't want that, though. But, Fair enough. But, no, really? Okay. Can someone say to me bold face that hey, I'm going to up your taxes a little bit or forever to build this hospital? People are going to say no? Absolutely. Okay. I've uh, had conversations with people that said, like, with the uh, a few years ago, this is getting a little off topic. So a few years ago, I was just uh, talking with casually with uh, uh, friends of friends saying, you know, I, when I first moved here to Fort McMurray, I said, we need to get rid of the lights at Thickwood and Timberlake. It's yeah. ridiculous. Right. Build a bridge. Build an overpass. Well, then your land taxes will have to go up. I don't care. Well, you obviously don't own a house then. I don't want my taxes going up. I don't care if I have to sit a late, blah, blah. Anyway, okay, secondly, so, the second okay. suggestion. No, no, no. Okay, no, no, no. Because I'm still not okay, done with all right, that. All right. And I was going somewhere. So, oh, fuck. Oh, no, no, I'm no, sorry. sorry. No, no. That's okay. Because, okay. So, for one, you just said northern communities. Okay. Yeah. We can have a trauma center in Fort McMurray. Okay, that's fine. Is it going to handle Neil Needle? Is it going to handle old cardio? Is it going to handle... No, it can't handle everything that that Edmonton can handle. Mm. So I don't care if you put the the uh, most beautiful hospital or whatever that can handle most things. It's the 1% of things that you don't even can't, that, that can, can't handle that you still need, right? Yeah. So the thing no, is point. that a lot of people say, yeah, we'll build one in our, yeah, Fort McMurray needs a high trauma hospital. Okay, sure, we, we do. We have a lot of crazy stuff that happens here, but what's going to happen to Grand Prairie? And what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, what about yeah. the rest of the people in the North? And that's the same problem that we're having with maybe Edmonton it's just like it doesn't apply to us but it applies to all Alberta right it so- sounds like maybe this needs to get filtered to provincial there, the it would take probably about five years of yeah. law and legislation not spring 2003 no definitely not <laughs> okay that's one okay so one okay so two um, is uh, get stars to save us all so get helicopters <laughs> to uh, so yeah you put that um, we will save everybody yeah. so Oh, obviously we've talked about logistically they can't handle mm. as much as coming out here and mm. blah 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 and you know a, a funny point that people don't realize is how many critical people in Alberta with um, the website that they pulled up we're, we're doing about was it about six or eight um, uh, time sensitive a day People don't realize a yeah, day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, like they're just like, oh, it's once ever blue. Like I've heard somebody, you know, get crushed out there at the sites once. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, you no. know, and that's why it's important to make people realize that it's not just like Fort Mac to Edmonton. It's uh, Grand people that transport to Edmonton. It's fucking. We, I think we already said it. Mm-hmm. Yukon, Northwest Territories, Northern BC. Well, a lot of Northern BC goes to Vancouver. Uh, well, for, no, Creek. Any t- anytime after dark, Fort St. John goes to Edmonton City. Center. There you go. Yeah. Uh, it's Northern communities in general. It's not just Alberta. It's not just oh. Fort Mac. It's we're talking the entire territories. We're talking Northern Saskatchewan. Um, 
Fuck it. No, I was going to say Northern Manitoba would go to Winnipeg. No, no, then. No, That's a no. bit too far out of it. But Northern Saskatchewan, Northern Alberta, Northern BC, all the territories, Whitehorse. Like, these places are transporting to Edmonton. It's not just one community to another. It's a fucking half a country. No, yeah, yeah. no, that's right. So Geography. So, yeah. huge impact. Again, or like, what is, yeah. what is nine or ten a day? We'll add that up per year. Jesus, guys. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and these well, are time-sensitive time ones. Can like, you put a, a price on one person? In my no, mind, no. Right. I'm sure you fucking, I'm sure someone so, will try. So, and then how about eight in a day? Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean? so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, okay, so then that was the next one. So, have helicopters... That might work, except when the weather's bad and it's a little bit of icing, and you know what I mean. That does not work. There's fog into the building tops downtown. You can't fly a helicopter searching for uh, the. And can spot the downtown. like the Royal? Al- I suppose they would make it in this case, but can a helicopter land on top of Royal Alex? That's another <laughs> issue that uh, uh, I don't. Some of them can because uh, as much there's, as there's a weight issue. The new on. heavier airplanes that have come out with different companies. <laughs> are uh, not able to because the Start weight category. One can. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I yeah. don't need to censor yourself yeah. here, but your no, only no. star is going to be like, hey! Yeah. No, <laughs> Who's that person on that yeah. podcast? Bastards. No, well, no, as much as no. anyone that took an aerial tour of Fort Mac sees that our hospital has a big old fucking H on it that can't take, uh, logistically can't handle a uh, helicopter landing. Anything that's got to be transported from the, the airport. So I'm just right. saying, just because you say, oh, the helicopter can just land on top of a building. No, you can't. No. You, there's right. permits and logistics. Basically, anyone that anyone is thinking, there's a, comp, a whole lot more fucking backstory to it that makes your opinion wrong. Yeah, it just gets, it just gets <laughs> dirty. It just yeah. gets really dirty. So what's yeah, the third one? Okay, the third one is, um, I love this one. And yeah, this uh, is comical. Thank you, Mr. Pinch, for driving it for us. Yeah. So, um... Let's make a dedicated ambulance lane directly from the international <laughs> all the way to the city center. Okay, so for one, you need other overpasses that should have been being built right now. Are you serious? And that's on oh, the yeah. That's, this is... These are all on wow. the report, right? So, and they're just absolutely so... Uh, so uh, I, I, had, I, I have a lot of free time down in Edmonton. I just sit around right now. So I, I said, I'm like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I am going to videotape a drive from the stars hangar where they apparently want everyone to 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 congregate uh, eventually for all these medevac operators i'm going to drive it from the stars hangar to the u of a which is the most commonly southern used. the most commonly used but it's also the closest uh all encompassing hospital like any the U of A can take care of ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the cases and you know, very rarely when you guys s- transport you're not mm-hmm. you're transporting U of A or Royal Alex right absolutely you're not going yeah. to the fucking Misericordia on occasion on occasion but okay. if there's something specific Surgeon general no you know, Misericordia we're not taking uh, a fully intubated patient that's, that's on life seven. support yeah, okay. to the Misericordia or to cross cancer yeah, or yeah. the gray nuns yeah, okay. uh, so I drove it and I videotaped the drive. Uh, from the Stars Hangar to the Royal Alec, or sorry, uh, to the U of A Hospital. 33 minutes and 10 seconds in mid-afternoon traffic. So that's light traffic. Yeah. Light okay. traffic. So, but here's the cool thing is that people are just like, wow, they'll have lights and sirens, they can go so much faster I can all speak the rest. On that. So, I Kate. teach IAPD. Yeah. I know exactly what Lights and Sirens does. Yeah. Lights and Sirens not only puts other people at risk, but it also only shaves two minutes tops off of a 15-minute trip. Oh, that's interesting. So now you're that, saving actually. four minutes off that 
that trip with yeah. lights and sirens. So now instead of 33 minutes... you can't go you're 130 doing it, kilometers in a city. You no, just physically you, can't do it. You're doing it in 27 or 29 minutes. But regardless if you're... Okay, regardless if you're doing it in 29 minutes, that was 29 minutes in light traffic. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, no, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. okay, no. And then throw the implication of we live in Canada, in northern Alberta. Yeah. Um, weather? So yeah, yeah. the thing is that... That's on a clear uh, crystal day I going straight half the time. I don't care. It was snowing and there was a little bit of... Uh, slush on the roads, but, but you're otherwise able to go it was the mainly. Speed limit. But the thing is I did not exceed, but I went the speed limit yeah. this whole time. But, so throw a little bit of you know uh, freezing rain or anything like that. They can't go any faster than yeah. you know half the speed limit as it is, or else they're putting themselves or whatever in jeopardy. Like, what's the report that's going to come out of an ambulance that crashed? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's crazy because the thing is, you go. No, from I've been a, in them. They're a, fucking wild. Yeah, so a five minute drive. To even a 33, like what's the percentage of driving time that you can actually have? You know. It- yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. Here's here's another thing, and this uh, this happens quite a lot uh, in uh, in my medevac experience. Uh, what I was able to capture on that that day that I drove this was there was a semi uh, truck that had a, a flat deck. It lost its uh, uh, entire load onto the highway on the way to the airport on the southbound lane. Traffic was backed up from the Nisku exit to Ellerslie Road to in like just inside the city. Uh, reports were that it was an hour to get from the south end of the city to the airport. Because essentially there's I only li- one way. I right? live in the south end of Edmonton. I can leave I can lock my apartment door and I can be to the terminal in twenty one minutes. Wow. So now you're adding an additional 40 minutes onto that in the traffic, and it's virtually the only way. There are back roads. You wouldn't drive an ambulance more than 50 mm. down these back roads. Plus, no, yeah. they're not even paved. It's no, all yeah, dirt it's, roads to get out but, there but, besides then, Highway 2. So what what's happened a lot in Medivac is we'll get a call from our medics saying there's been an accident in Fort McMurray in high level. Everybody is, has taken patients down to the airport. We need you back there right now to bring another patient mm-hmm. back down. So now you have uh, you have medics who are in the city who get stuck in this. I know it's a once off thing, yeah. but you know now you're you're telling these people to commute twenty six kilometers. So now, yeah. So now you have to get back to the international airport which is at least a 20 minute drive 30 minute drive so now you put this hour so now it's an hour and a half before you get back to the airport and then you have to go all the way back to high level fort mcmurray to get this other patient so now you've just added not only the 30 minute drive to get back to the airport for the medics but you know the possible route delays weather delays everything and you said something critical there which i wanted to, to reiterate again like you're saying, like a lot of this stuff uh, that you hear when people like, okay, so there was a report that came out and that they, they provided some solutions, and and that's one thing since I started this podcast is instead of just randomly bitching about hey don't do this, let's try to find some solutions. So they found some three solutions about what to do mm-hmm. if if we got to move to the international, which it sounds like it's inevitable anyway. Yeah. For now, okay. So and they, these are the best solutions. Yeah, they're, they're, they're marginally uh, feasible. Yeah. But no, and like I said, like, okay, so there's your three solutions. But what we're trying to say with these three solutions 
you add in an increased chance of risk. And like I've always said, like especially when people say, well, tuning the Highway 63 isn't going to eliminate all accidents. Right. No, it's going to decrease the risk of having one. And I'd much rather travel a road that has a 10% chance of me having a head of collision rather than one that has a 70% chance. Right. You see where I'm right. getting? Yeah. Yes, obviously getting stuck in traffic mm-hmm. is a one-off incident, but I'd rather have my paramedics going into uh, uh, doing a transfer to Edmonton and coming back to their home base. Yeah. I'd rather have them have a 60% chance that this succeeds rather than, I think my math is off, but Pinchy just no, chime in. But yeah. hopefully people know what I'm trying to say. Well, the, rather than the greater chance of them getting stuck in traffic. Well, the thing is, it's the, it's the five-minute drive from the Royal Alec or the 30 minute drive out to the International the 30 minute drive increases your exposure uh, something to that to happen risk. yes yeah. there you go regardless like being the pinch, devil's me out of that one? <laughs> being the devil's advocate and no saying, not allowed. no 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 too bad <laughs> no opposing arguments because there's always opposing no there's always opposing people but if if you ha- if you're still opposing at this point and you haven't got it and you still think oh well what about this or what about that that's fine but the thing is that you have to think of the six other implications that that might have and regardless of any master plan that somebody's come up with or dreamt up or thinks it's better it's not in place right now don't cut my services <laughs> if we don't have something better there's better nothing in place or just nothing level and that's the thing like um, you know th- there was other things well then fly to uh, a closer airport or fly to uh, Villeneuve. No, no, fly to Villeneuve oh. or fly to whatever, you know. like They don't have just, the support services. That, no. Yeah, that, that like the need. thing is that, well, fine, then we'll just buy the support services or, or put those in place and we'll get then all the... do it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, but regardless, this is all takes time. Yeah. Like, all of these people can say, well, you know, like the real estate is much, you know, or the land is much or more too valuable, too valuable to Edmonton to lose. So come up or just figure out a different plan. Well, that's fine. But at this point, it should offend Albertans and people in the north that they'd rather shut the services down or entertain the thought of shutting the services down before um, thinking it through and coming up with reasonable well, services. Well, I really like what you said was the, the vote came down to a city council that has interest into them and them only. That's right. You know what I mean? And I can, that was such an amazing point that I can't wait for people to hear because they were, they were making a decision that doesn't only affect them and affects an entire range of provinces. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think people fail to realize in this, is that we, like, it's funny because I've always was like, fucking Snaver, Snaver or Snide people that always, uh, yeah. they're bitching about making, uh, they're bitching about someone else making a decision they had no say in. Yeah. But that's exactly what this is. And so, I'm not going to apologize to him, but no, fuck no. it. Yeah. One thing, and I'll, I'll just step in here as well to, uh, as an increased time factor, uh, this comes completely from the aviation side of it. The one beautiful thing about having an, uh, the, your city center airport as your primary uh, medevac uh, area is if you're flying in from Whitehorse, Yellowknife, uh, Fort Nelson, anywhere that's basically uh, an hour 45 or further away, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you have to take, you legally have to take a the amount of fuel to get you to your destination, so the Edmonton City Center Airport, plus a airport that has uh, one of two things. It either has better weather or it has better approach services for that aircraft. The Edmonton International Airport, uh, it's, that's what we call an alternate airport. When we're going to the city center airport, the Edmonton International Airport has so many 
technical approaches and uh, services yeah, associated with it that we can use really terrible weather conditions and still legally use that because we're pretty much guaranteed to get in unless it's like absolutely treacherous the worst conditions you've ever seen a like complete white oak blizzard you can get into the international airport so the flight time is significantly it's it borders on you're actually uh the to do your uh to abort your approach at the city center go to the international you if you can fly it in a straight line it's about five minutes so you're realistically it's about 10 minutes with you know getting set up for yeah. for a new airport so you only have to take 10 extra minutes of fuel to get you to the Edmonton so International yeah, Airport like, so now if you remove the Edmonton City Center Airport everyone's going to the International well the next closest suitable airport might be Calgary, Red Deer Red or Deer, yeah. Calgary so now what happens is dump if, in more fuel. if you yeah if you have to dump in more fuel which that trip from uh, from Whitehorse that I mentioned now you have to stop in Grand Prairie for fuel so to approach there to get your fuel if it's the middle of the night call out the fuel uh, uh, the fuel trucks and so that takes easily an extra 20 minutes to a half an hour to go from these longer distances down to Edmonton. And then if if what happens when you get these severe blizzard white oak conditions in uh, in the Edmonton International Airport, now you're in Red Deer. Now you're in Calgary. Okay, but Ken, here's the thing. You're in Red Deer at a hospital, but not a hospital that has the needs that you have. Take care of you. So, and that's the thing. Yeah, you're just transported from no. a hospital that can stabilize yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. Well, no, no, no. And that's the thing because that's the thing that people don't understand also in aviation. Um, like, Pilots, we need to pick places that are reasonable weather-wise for um, us to complete the flight. That doesn't mean that we're going to pick the most reasonable hospital because we don't know. We We have no idea what our patient is going on with our patient. We are just told. Yeah, Yeah. we're not supposed to know. We're just told we need to fly. That might affect your judgment of what has to happen. That's right. So we basically all we know is that we need to take off and land and make sure we have an alternate. So the thing is that we'll say it is Red Deer now. All of a sudden we've moved you um, further away further away, and again made you maybe less stable and further away from where you need to go. Like it, So it, City Center provided a good alternate for something like the internet the going using the sorry, internet. using yeah. the city center and then the international as an alternate. But I'm just saying, okay, so say they take out the city center mm-hmm. like or, or say for some reason, okay, everyone's gotta go to international, but city center was still there. You mm-hmm. could use international and then city center as your alternate. You know what I'm getting at? I'm, I don't want to say you could at the thing. It takes the, away the alternate is, plan is with the closure of runway no, 1634 the at the airport. Like it, it, there's no point to have that airport there as an alternate if you're going to have it as they won't. It, They'll close it you, if it's you're going to have it as an alternate. Yeah. Then you might as well just land there and use the international yeah, yeah. as an alternate. No, I, yeah. I was <laughs> no, just trying. To, I was just trying to word it differently. Yeah. So no, 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 people no, would be no, like, no, "Oh no, fuck, no. I'm just taking it out." Then no, yeah. no, they would yeah. never have. Uh, yeah, an yeah. Airport. And you're not going to land at the international no, if you can land that's physically. The thing that people yeah. that maybe don't have a lot of aviation background is they're like, "Well, there is other airports out there. They can use Villeneuve. They can use whatever." That's too far away. No, no, but regardless if it's too far, they don't have the services that the aircraft needs at low weather. Right. Like that's the thing, and people are just like, "Well, then they can upgrade it." Well, they can, but the thing is they haven't and and not only that 
it's it's not just an overnight thing in aviation. Like there's a lot of things that need to be put in place in order for that to apply. To in order for a plane to fly down to 200 feet, there is a lot of um, six million things. Six million per runway direction. Yeah, really? to to go into place. Like it's not just an overnight thing, and that's the thing. Like a lot of the rebuttals that are coming from the um, the city center closure are ones that people are just like they might not have as much aviation knowledge or maybe they have great aviation knowledge but they don't have a medical knowledge on the thing and it's just like they're missing a piece like if you actually sit down and put all the pieces together it's a complex situation right now to keep the city center airport is there a compromise is there a way that we could uh, take some of that land give it to the city because that's what they want and keep one runway and like build around it. It's possible. It is, with the, it is with the there runway a that they shut down now? There, there is. It frees up a significant amount of land to the northeast. And of they, the city can have market. it. They can build whatever the fuck they want to build to it. There's your tax money. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, is it possible to keep one runway with your uh, just just the essential services that aircrafts need to to go to these downtown spots? Would oh, that be possible? Absolutely. Anything absolutely. Oh, no, no. Everything, yeah, absolutely. Anything is possible, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know. There it wouldn't is, be as much tax no, money. No, no. There, there is maybe, maybe a magic, magical answer for this, but all the answers that have come up so far in reports and all are absolutely ludicrous. They're out to lunch. Yeah. Because it's just... Logistically, it just doesn't make sense. Um, a new one that just came out, which I love this one, is um, not going to quote the politician, but uh, basically they uh, came out with, why don't you just make a trauma center right at the international airport? <laughs> and then so why don't we all just start going there so that we don't have to wait in line in other yeah. uh, emergency services? Like, come on. Well, one like, of the things I just thought of, too, like the reason why uh, Edmonton has a lot of these uh, well-staffed and well-used like trauma centers, medical centers, cancer, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, is because these there's not locations spread across the country. No. There's one location, right? The reason why the University of Alberta is well-staffed is because there's only one mm-hmm. University of Alberta trauma center. That's you right. know what I mean? That's yeah. right. We start building them in all of these places. Yeah, sure, it is going to... It's probably a lot easier to attract a number of very specialized doctors to Edmonton a little bit more difficult to attract them to Fort Mac. You know what I mean? That's Come fun. work at a trauma center in the international airport where you sit around and twiddle your thumbs for 99% of the time, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you get a severely intubated trauma patient. I would hate to be that. I'd hate to be worked on by that like, doctor. Yeah. I'd rather have a doctor that's just exactly. did this about 18 yeah. times. It's his 14th triple bypass that week. I would exactly. love that. Give me that exactly. guy. But yeah. let's, let's scratch that off again and say... Yes, that applies to some of the cases that go down to Edmonton, but the needle needle. They're not going to have a needle needle services right in. But no, but some people's using the argument of, well, let's build a new needle here. The that's reason right. why there's a well staffed one is because the stallery, there's only one fucking stallery. That's right. Yeah. No, and that's, and, but that's the whole thing with this. Stallery? With all these people. Sorry. Yeah. With all these people saying, just build the services in a different area or just do that in a different place. That's fine. But Edmonton doesn't like we only we don't just utilize one hospital for one thing. Yeah. If you have this condition, you go to this hospital. If you have that condition, you go to that hospital. If you bring it up to Fort McMurray, you can't bring ten conditions like specif- or you know mm-hmm. um, up to Fort McMurray yeah. or up to other parts of the wherever north, they want right? to put it. Like wherever you want to put it, that's fine. Yeah. But just like I said, it's it's not necessarily the answer because it doesn't for the one percent that mm-hmm. will be affected. That is one or ten lives a year. 
like That's a good point. so mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. One uh, one thing I will uh, bring up here is uh, back in I don't know exactly the date that it was uh, that it was signed uh, back in the nineties uh, after the uh, the transfer of the uh, the. Uh, Edmonton City Center report to the municipal authority to Edmonton uh, authority after the deregulation of uh, mm. basically the entire airline Country. and airport <laughs> industry. Um, the Edmonton City uh, Council or uh, uh, op- the airport uh, operations said, uh, "Well, um, okay, uh, everybody operating uh, currently at the uh, at the Edmonton City Center airport." Uh, we're going to have to re-sign and redo all your leases on here. So, oh, uh, what do you well, what terms do you want on these uh, on these leases? Fifty-five years? Sure, we'll sign that. Wow. So now they have a contract to break for fifty-five years. So they're going to have to buy them out. Uh, they're going to have to buy buy out or take it to a legal battle, yeah. which is ha- going to cost how many thousands or hundreds you or know, thousands or millions of dollars. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, go ahead. And the yeah. other side part of it is aviation is it's better now uh, for environmental impact. Yes. I love it this. is a back in the... <laughs> Back in the 50s, Whatever. 60s, back 70s. In the, well, back in 97, back in I was throwing fuel on the ground. Yeah, That's you, what you, we you, were taught. You, like, you, you, <laughs> you have to strain your fuel to make sure that there's no water in it because the water in the fuel can starve your engine. If you starve your engine with an airplane, you fall out of the sky. <laughs> or physics, go, really. Go, glide <laughs> gently to wherever that you are. So, For a perfect landing. So you have a strainer. You, you strain the fuel out. You go, oh, okay, that's, that's fine. Um, throw it over your shoulder, no problem. Or transferring of fuel, you're you're fueling the airplane, and it's sitting there. You're waiting, and 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 it takes a lot of fuel to put in these aircraft. Three, four, five, six hundred, couple thousand gallons mm. of these uh, of this of jet aircraft, fuel. Yeah, and you get to the end, and oh, uh, oh, a cup of it spills over. It's like, oh well, it'll it'll so soak up and dry. Yeah. <laughs> and but the chemicals wow. that are not only the jet fuel, but the fuel system icing inhibitors or the FSII that they have in these things. So when you're flying at high altitudes, your fuel lines don't freeze up because it's minus fifty outside. Are probably the worst thing you could the chemical you could ever encounter like <laughs> drops of these in your fingers will give you cancer tomorrow it's a little little exaggerated but like but accurate <laughs> it, like they put parts per million into the fuel because that's how that's how uh, efficient or how potent, potent this stuff, stuff is. is yeah so the amount of that and the amount of environmental cleanup over the entire span of the city center, like uh, just to even like take a uh, a forest area, clear it. You have to have in order for people to live there, children to play, build houses, dogs to lick uh, <laughs> water out of streams, <laughs> is just phenomenal. Wow! So. Let alone like it basically take thousands of gallons of jet fuel. Over a 
span of 30 years and just drip it constantly into the ground, you get an environmental uh, assessment so what you're in saying there. Now that and the Citizen Airport right now is an environmental fucking disaster. I, if you take, uh, there have been samples taken from the city center airport, and they have failed spectacularly. But that's every airport that would probably fail, wouldn't it? Well, that's yeah, oh, absolutely sure, but that's, because but it was designed to, to be an airport. Yeah, it's not, not designed for you know kids to run around the infield and pick <laughs> daisies. Okay, yeah, I see. Yeah, okay, yeah, I see what yeah. you're getting. It at. was so, designed to be an airport. Don't design it to be okay. exactly. You're not gonna. The oil sands wouldn't pass, you know, soil a, a, a soil test for kids to go play around in the in the sand there. It's it's industry specific. So you're saying that to to take out the airport and put in residential, it, like, the environmental at, yeah. cost. It, All airports is are going, environmental fucking disasters. <laughs> Essentially, Essentially yeah. it, it's getting better now. Like Obviously, the, the yes, modern the airports, like uh, there's huge fines for any amount of yeah. spillage. Uh, people you're talking over fucking years of it's, this airport and it's was not built. even jet fuel. It's just, it's the World amount of water, de- yeah. like, the uh, propylene glycol. Uh, Don't drink it. No. <laughs> the, 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 when uh, you will see how quickly you need to go to one of these hospitals. Well, yeah. When you're when you're flying an airplane, you see them. Uh, the trucks come out. The captain says we need to de-ice. They come out and they spray oh, spray the orange fluid. It tastes like they spring the they spray yeah. the pink the uh, sorry the uh, green stuff the yeah. green stuff, and then that just all gets. Shed off into the wild. <laughs> a lot of it is spread it, the love all around. A lot of it is being reclaimed, but the amount of just chemicals that yeah. have been put into that fucking, area. I used to dump oceans of that shit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's the thing. Then okay, Not then we can we, we can we can fix that problem. Like it's only going to cost us a couple million dollars. Not a big deal. But the problem is not fixed. You know, or like yeah, the yeah. thing is that there is like I really like to see what they budgeted. To, to change it, and yeah. uh, so where where is this airport going? Well, let's build some eco houses. Yeah. Um, okay. What does the city want to do with the airport land? Well, that's what they want to do. For people that don't know, is they want to build residential areas off it so they can claim property tax from it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be. It's not zoned commercial. From the plans I saw, of course, that could change a million and a half different times. But the point is, in order to get the maximum amount of money out of it, from what I understand, is they got to charge it residential. I believe. Yeah, and they're not. But they're yeah. not just standard homes. They're no. making them these eco homes. And well, I, throw I some throw some environmentally friendly words at it, then people will jump on board. Oh, right? that's that's fine. Yeah. But is it feasible? To every or who's going to be able to access these homes, and how many of these homes are they going to have, and what is the price yeah. that that home is actually going to have to be worth yeah. in order to make it worth the land and all the rest? Yeah. I'm sorry if you're going to give me a two point something million dollar home in the the middle of the city center airport that's an eco home. How many people in want to live? right downtown Edmonton and be able to... It's a very big chunk of land. That is a lot of housing mm-hmm. for a large amount of... Of area. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like These are all like what-ifs, but the thing is that anybody that comes in and they're just like, well, what if this? That's fine. Then come up with a reasonable solution for the people. In Personally, the I like my fucking like, compromise idea. Give us the, give us the strip and then the, and, and the support we need. We can keep landing our... Fucking medevacs, medevacs only, nothing else lands there. No more corporate, no more nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Medevacs only. 
build whatever the hell else you want around the space that we need. Mm. But the problem is this is like a divorce. What? Because yeah. the problem is is that it's messier than that. If if you only give it the medevac, then who is actually going to pay for the money because it's not feasible just to run a medevac system into Edmonton? It's not feasible who to pays keep, for medevac? Who pays the for the medevac? Government. Right? The government so, pays for the medevac. But this is the whole thing. Like, who's going to pay for the extra services? Why all of a sudden do our services increase uh, for Alberta Health all of a sudden double because we've now given some land over here and we can't feasibly yeah. run. You know what I mean? And like we've so learned from Pinchy, I got no problem my taxes increase, but apparently I, everyone no, else no, does. I, I have no problem no, I either. No, it's so just, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, you I pointed it mean, out. Yeah, I never yeah. kind of... I, see, yeah. what goes on in this area <laughs> the here? No, I know what you were thinking. I was just, you know... Yeah, making, no, I hear you. no, but that's the thing. It ends up in a messy divorce because it's money and it's... You know what I mean? Like there's all these different little factors that... Well, like, obviously the big one's money. What Edmonton wants, and like I said, if they're saying otherwise, that they're fucking bullface lying. Edmonton wants the property tax revenue from what they can put in that space. That's fine. It's clear yeah, as day, right? right? If they say anything different, people are lying to you. That's right. That's yeah. what Edmonton City wants, and right. I understand that, right? That's right. But the thing is, I'm positive that there can be a compromise. Give them the one strip they need with the support service they need, and build whatever the fuck else you want to build around it. Right. I'm positive this could work. But like you said, uh, to well, me, yeah, I'm an yeah, optimist. No, 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 I'm an optimist. No, no, no. I, I believe in thing. compromise. No, 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 that's right. And yeah, if compromise, even in a divorce, yeah. <laughs> even in a divorce. Oh, that's right. I've no. never been a, a no, revenge I, guy. The no, right. the interesting thing that I find is you look at Edmonton and they're, they're hell bent on closing the Edmonton City Center Airport. They it's want been their voted. Money. They want their yeah. money as. Eighty got to give that arena something. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Cats isn't going to get no, any money. Framework is a joke. <laughs> so anyway, uh, as eighty brought up earlier, is when they introduced all these laws and regulations to, excuse me, to limit the amount of passengers in and not make it economically feasible to have an op- operation at the Edmonton City Center Airport. They lost a lot of their their commercial district. I find it interesting that, from what I have seen. Uh, Chicago being the exception, is every other city in North America is trying to revitalize their downtown airport. Look at Toronto. Mm. Porter, based out of Toronto, has brought in millions and millions and millions of dollars. Operating very small aircraft. Operating small aircraft Mm. out of specialized service. They recognize that the business traveler wants to be downtown. They will pay a premium to get there faster, they don't have to draw. They don't have their time is worth way more than that price they are paying for the ticket. Their time can be, you know, a, a lawyer, uh, a high-ranking businessman. That extra thirty minutes it takes to travel from an international to the downtown is could be. Five, six hundred dollars. Well, no, and that's time a very time. good point, right? Because though, Edmonton is actually probably fucking themselves by yeah. making people want, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. People don't want to go to an international airport. They want to land downtown. Exactly. And those businesses. That's a good point. Now, now the thing is with the uh, like with every other city revitalizing their downtown airport, they've realized that these people will charter more limousines in the area they will uh the companies that operate there will have to pay for their utilization fees pay the taxes to actually be 
in the actual city to have that downtown. Just the the subsidiary operation is a good opportunity. Absolutely, more so. It's closer to downtown than it is in Toronto. It was, absolutely it was. It was. Yeah. Like no, and, like who missed that boat? Yeah. Like I, I don't get how all of a sudden it came became a good idea yeah. that let's push all of our business people out of to the whatever. airport that's outside our fucking that's city right. limits. Well, no, and the other thing, and is then like, everybody shifts to Calgary. Now you've lost yeah. all of that corporate revenue in your city from having people commuting down and to headquarters the, in Edmonton and to revitalize now. your down Edmonton's big about revitalizing the downtown core it's the business people that fly in spend a hundred dollars at lunch at the local establishment downtown you know, at a, at a fancy nice meeting, place. You yeah. know, have a meeting. Have four people spend fifty dollars yeah, yeah. per meal in the downtown downtown oh, area. Yeah. So now we'll- they can't do that because they you know they got to be back out to the international. They don't have time to. And I've said it myself like numerous times, especially businesses. when I worked for WestJet. I would purposely avoid. Yeah, Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Due to location, like I That's couldn't right. even like a the airport sucked, but to their credit, yeah. the airport's changing. The fucking international stuff looks beautiful. Yeah, so I'll give them credit there. But their location sucked. If I had more than a six-hour fucking wait, I would rather go to Calgary because I can just cab it to somewhere in the city yeah. and do yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. can't so, do that in Edmonton. So, no. but but here's the deal. Um, Still, they still had the option. They said, "I we don't want the big guys coming into the city. We don't want that." There's still the option because they can have category A and B, like we talked about. So nine or 19 seaters still fly into the city center airport. They could still utilize those services mm-hmm. yeah. and have... Or make it medevac only. Or, but we're talking, if you want to talk finances. Oh, they say, okay, no, 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 yeah. Corporate, if, if you want to talk corporate. If it, yeah. No, if we, want to, if we want to say, well, it's not feasible to run just a medevac service. No, you're see. right. Sorry, you're right. right. It, it, it's not. Yeah. We all know it's not. So bring the Indy back and do this. And yeah. But you know what? Then restrict it to only 19 passengers or less. And you keep the airlines out. The ni- Fine, uh, 19 yeah, they passengers can go all the way to Edmonton. They, can't, they yeah. can't come into this airport. Yeah. And then basically you've got to... Open it up to the corporate world. The corporate world. Or 19 passengers or less. So basically, yeah. we had scheduled flights coming um, from Fort McMurray, four flights a day, absolutely jam packed, 10, 10 seats, jam packed. People would book um, months and months and months. Like they would say, mm-hmm. six months every Thursday, I want this flight booked. Six yeah. months in advance because they liked going right into the city they liked the convenience of being with their families 20 more minutes or whatever or being it was a convenient on, on, on yeah. the you know office or whatever and they paid the money to do it but the thing is that had they opened that up to 19 seats or more it actually opens the door for randoms like me or you yeah. that actually can afford look you know what I really do I'd want to be down to the city or 150 yeah. bucks a ticket so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, you know I'd charge a yeah to be downtown. That's yeah. right. So the thing is... Because you're that, there. You're, yeah. you're fucking there, right? Yeah. So I I don't know why that wouldn't be a feasible option to bring the 19 seats and less back into the thing to make money for the airport and stuff. Like they said, all the money's out of the airport. Like we're just basically sucking it from the international world, which we should be focusing on and all that stuff. Okay, fine. But then bring the money back. Then figure out ways to bring the money back. These revitalize your downtown. downtown. Imagine that. But no, yeah. it's obviously not something that they're focusing on because I, obviously they think they can gain more with more the property tax. With that's property going tax, in and, and and that's that's really unfortunate because the thing is that um, 
it's odd that our government of Alberta actually hasn't stepped in because it's their responsibility to make sure that the people in the north have proper medi- medical services. That one so, community is not dictating what another community has access to. Well, no, that's to. a very good point that I'm, I'm so personally, what, I'm going to bring this attention no, to our so, MLAs and be like, but, you should listen but, to the show. But, but why? why? Ignore the anal jokes. Ignore the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not jokes, no. No, no. Why, like, why hasn't our Alberta government basically said, this is unacceptable? Like, mm. And you know what? It is the duty of Alberta to provide health services to all people in Alberta. So although, like, who who really wants that money? Edmonton, but who really needs the services? All of Alberta. And you know what? Like, that's the thing. How can you let one area... Like, my biggest thing is how can you let one council dictate the actions that will affect more than their area? And how how many people that do you know have moved down from Fort McMurray to Edmonton? There's split families in Edmonton and whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you're talking families here and stuff. So although it might not impact... I don't even know percentage of how many people it doesn't impact in Edmonton. Really, one have a heart, and two, <laughs> like, and two, yeah. but but two, just think of neighbors or people that you've known in the north. Like, it's you know, us in Canada, we will give anybody anything <laughs> at any point. And at this point, it's just funny that it's just like you know what? I would rather the money over than worrying about an issue that's not my problem. Yeah. Money over health. Yeah. Well, essentially, that's what it comes down to is how much is a life worth to people? Yeah. To me, it's priceless. But I'm sure you'll get some people that'll calculate a formula Mm. that'll say Todd is worth negative. I wonder after. Five. The, I, I wonder after the broadcast if you. We'll have give him five a, bucks to go away. <laughs> yeah. We'll pay you, sir. Dude. Shut the fuck up. And a pretty button. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The so, um, website. So, What's the website, my dear? It is uh, Save Our Medivac Services. Do. What's the website, my dear? <laughs> okay, www.saveourmedivac.ca. There you go. They also have a Facebook page, facebook.com/slash Save Our Medivac. I think. Just search Save Our Medivac. It's on there. I thought I see him on Twitter, too. but uh, Well, with the Save Our Medivac on Facebook, too, really awesome because uh, we actually have had paramedics step-by-step basically uh, giving... They're allowed to post on the uh, on the Facebook account. Uh, no, no personal or... Uh, uh, can't put names. You can't put names. You can't put specific uh, anything to identify. It's all within the, the Privacy Act of... You know, medevac this morning, such and such had meal at this time. You know the and they've they've put on you know just things that and uh, cases that just really don't go really uh, don't are not known. Well, no, and it's just really awesome even to check out within a day. It's just like, oh, I had no idea six people needed um, high trauma because there was a stroke and somebody had a head injury and whatever. And basically, they um, they have been laid out in day by day, like. Today, like, we just went from this airport to go pick up this person and then to this airport to go get this. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome because there's so much knowledge and there's so much um, information of what, what do we need to do? Like, oh, well, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, like what, so what can people do right now? That's right. Ta- um, basically on, on the, the website. website. And it actually has a step-by-step layout of what you need to do. And that's the thing. Just let as many people know or actually like the page, send it to people. Like, make well, sure biggest thing aware, that I would say right? is, if I think it's something that we proved, especially with Highway 63, especially people in the, um, in the, uh, ooh, especially people in the, um, 
in Fort McMurray area is uh, like our MLAs, especially the two that we have for Fort McMurray now is uh, uh, Don Scott and Mike Allen. I'm going to send this show to them. Yeah. And yes, it might not be under their jurisdiction. Enough people, uh, uh, enough people voice their opinion. They can do something about it. Yeah. They, I, I really honestly believe that, right? Uh, they can help in some way, shape, or form, maybe even steer the direction. They can probably uh, talk to some people. Hell, even people like, I would say, uh, I'm going to look on the website now and find out what they recommend, but talk to our local MLAs, uh, talk to your local MLAs, the people that's not listening to Informic Murray, but also reach out to some Edmonton, uh, Edmonton uh, government as well, Edmonton that's City right. Councilors. I know all that stuff is published, uh, public, blah. Publicized it's, it's on, on our the website. website. It's on our website. Okay, so the Saber Medevac site. You can even get yeah. in touch with some Edmonton City Councilors. Right. Tell them, voice your opinion. Hey, your voice doesn't speak for mine up here. This is my concern. These are my problems. If you have or, family in Edmonton, please tell someone in, in who lives in Edmonton to tell their please. city councilors that like, hey, my sister lives in Fort McMurray. She's worried about access. That worries me about access to her health. Mm. If you want. Uh, if you want my vote in the next uh, council election, bring it up. Yeah. www.saveourmedevac.ca is the website. Go check it out. Hopefully, uh, within the last hour and a half or so of the show, you realized that there's. It, this is definitely a complex problem. It's not as simple as one, two, three. And chances are, what you're thinking of as an alternative, there's probably some backstory to it. Obviously, we need. I think it's quite clear that we need this city center airport, and we definitely need a compromise to keep it there, uh, in some way, shape, or form. Not just go to the international. I think there needs to be something more. Obviously, I don't think the international works. Definitely doesn't work right now, and sure as hell probably won't work in spring of 2013. There needs to be a plan in place, and right now it doesn't seem. It seems like people are recommending stuff, but no one's even putting these recommendations in place. That's the problem. You can't put in a plan and as we learned with the Save Our Side group you can't put a plan in place until you have wait you can't put a you can't make something happen on behalf of the you, podcast. <laughs> you can't make something happen until you have a solid structure plan, in place. plan in place That's what I'm you can't just say do it Without you know, you need hard timelines. You need step by step instructions. You can't just implement something without having a plan in place. Exactly. That's, that's what I was trying to say. That's right. And if if they decide to do this and implement it without a plan in place, how many lives are we um, able putting at risk? To, yeah, yeah, putting at risk or or ready to lose. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> Go to the website. Check it out. www.saveourmedevac.ca. Um, Facebook, uh, we've already mentioned their Facebook site, and just talk about this on Twitter. Is there like a hashtag? You guys use a hashtag at all, or um, not very really Twitter savvy, or what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll go with that one. Okay, yeah, fair sorry. enough. Yeah. All right, Sa- save our medevac. Save our medevac. Hashtag save our medevac on yeah. Twitter. Uh, get your voices heard, and definitely check out the website. So, on behalf of Tito, wait, uh, I can't talk tonight. So, for the YMM podcast, on behalf of Tito, I'm Totsky. I'm Pinchy. Eighty. We'll see you next set. YMM Podcast is a T-Man Entertainment production. In association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find us at hyperphotonicmedia.com. fuck?